Ask the Expert weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045 WOKV. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, Jacksonville. Today is a beautiful day. Uh, and it is a special edition of In the House. Uh, it is not with Ken and Jared today. Uh, my name is Brandon. I am the general manager of Universal Roof and Contracting. And here with me today is Jim Sellers. He is our sales and estimating manager. How you doing, Jim? Pretty good, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing fantastic on this great day. So today we've got a special edition of In the House with Jim and Brandon, the Jim and Brandon show today. Uh, so we will be here to answer all of your home, home improvement questions. And that number to dial to uh, talk to us on air is 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. And how this show works, uh, let's be honest, when we're up here talking that's not the best part of the show. The best part of the show is you you guys, the listeners and the callers. Uh, so if you have any questions about any type of home improvement needs, if your roof is leaking, if you have a question about windows, a question about siding, uh, how to install uh, certain windows, how to install certain types of siding, is it is it right to put uh, uh, a roof over another roof? Is it okay to put siding over another piece of siding? Uh, whatever type of questions you have about home improvements, uh, we are here to answer your questions. Uh, just to give you a little background on us, just so you have some confidence in us, uh, I uh, am part of the family. It is a family-owned and operated business, so I have practically been doing this my entire life. And uh, and Jim here, here, tell us a little bit about you. I am a state-licensed general contractor and a residential contractor. I've been in construction industry almost my whole life as well. I uh, was an educator for a little while shortly out of college and then back into construction. I started with custom wood windows and doors, doing a kind of very high-end construction, and then got my general contractor's license and moved on to additions and renovations. And then I joined the Universal team about three years ago uh, to try to bring and add whatever I could to this already strong company. Yep, that's great. So not only are us as a company are we general contractors, residential roofing contractors, the contractor of contractors really is what I keep calling it. Uh, we even have people on staff that have their own uh, licenses. But uh, enough of us, let's just jump right to the phones. Uh, we got Clay in Northside. You're in the house, Clay. How are you doing? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um. My brother's thinking about building a house, and I know there's open cell and closed cell. The um, We call it ice, where you shoot your attic with the uh, foam insulation. Mm -hmm. uh, is there a difference, and is one better than the other? And do you have to increase your AC just a teeny bit? Because the attics, I do work for electrical contract. In the attics we go in, I know there's a little bit of leakage around recessed lights and stuff. Do you bump your AC up a teeny bit in size? Because you're now going to keep that attic about 80, or what's? What do you think? Yeah, that, that's that's a very very great question. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to touch a little bit on the on a closed cell system, and I'll let Jim talk a little bit about it as well. Uh, so when it comes to insulate or to your roof, you have what's called an open cell system, where you have a closed cell system. Uh, open cell system is where you have the soffit vents that are along the perimeter of your home. 
that are open. It allows the air to go into the attic, circulate, and then you have what's called exhaust ventilation, which is usually at the, the close to the top of the roof, the peak of the roof, and that will exhaust that air. So that's an open cell system. It allows the air to flow through that. Now, when you close the cells, when you close the system, it's putting the foam usually along the underside of the, uh, of the uh, plywood of the roof, uh, and then you close off all the surface. So you now have a closed cell system, which is meaning no air is getting into there from the outside. So to answer your question about the AC, yes, you have to amp, uh, amp up your AC. Uh, you, when you have a closed cell system, because none of the air is escaping out of the attic, you have to get the bad air that's in your home out somehow. Uh, when you're breathing out, um, you know, you want to make sure that all the all the air is getting out. So, uh, uh, you want to touch on this, Jim? Yeah, I do. I think when uh, when you're talking about new construction, I think the best. Well, I know you're talking about the isonine, um, yeah. closed cell versus open cell, and Brandon's talking about open ventilation versus closed ventilation, and so uh, so those are a little bit different. But um, but open cell basically is uh, that is actually a closed ventilation system. So when you have an open cell system, you're, you're actually your entire house is locked in, and so your, your attic is not breathing, your roof is not breathing. If you have a closed cell system, um, that's a heavier, more dense. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't uh, expand as, as thick as the open cell system. So if you are doing new construction, I would definitely say use the open cell foam, the open cell isonine insulation, and that will okay. lock everything in. And if you're, uh, if you were like, Say you wanted to improve your insulation in a existing home, unless you were doing a total rehab, you would probably want to go with a closed cell insulation. Um, the The thing about it uh, is that if the house is designed from the beginning with that closed ventilation system, then you don't have to worry about uh, locking in that air. And so you would probably have to bump up your uh, AC just a little bit as well. Again, not huge. I'm always for improving your efficiency of your air conditioner if you if you can. So if you bump it up to a you know three and a half ton or four ton unit rather than just right. a three ton unit, then you'll probably you know improve your efficiency of that system. But if you've been in the attics with the uh, isonine insulation, you know uh, that it's way more comfortable wonderful. to work in there. It's wonderful. There's no insulation because you have no insulation on the drywall. You can just look, walk around, and you're looking at everything. Exactly, and also it's much more comfortable. It's only about eight to ten degrees warmer in there than it is in the house. So you're, uh, it's really a much more pleasant environment to work in. Plus, you have you can put things in the attic at that point uh, for storage that are a little more valuable that need some conditioned air. They don't need you know perfect conditions, but they need a little bit. Does it seem to take the life off the shingles? If you shoot that ice in your attic and you, don't, you can't get that heat, you know, when the sun hits the shingles and then it comes through onto your plywood, you're getting a little bit of that heat dissipation. But when you shoot ice up in there, does it seem to kill the length of your shingles? you lose a little bit of 20% or 10% of the life of the shingles because they can't breathe as much, or does it not matter? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. This is a much debated point, and uh, and some people say it does make a big difference, and some people say it does not. I have not noticed a big difference myself. I do think you probably start to degranulate a little bit quicker, because, you know, just because that heat's not escaping and that uh, that it's kind of locked in between the shingle and the roof deck at that point. So you're probably going to lose uh, degranulate at least at least a little bit quicker, but you're probably not going to. It's not going to be a huge 
uh, difference in, in and what about metal life. with metal roofing it wouldn't matter at all no it should not matter at all because you're going to use a high temperature underlayment under metal anyway so if you use that high temp underlayment you'll definitely have um, you know great long roof life do y'all do you're a general contractor right so you do custom homes we don't do much new construction. We can do it, but we've primarily uh, stuck to the roofing and siding um, market at this point. Okay, but what plans you can you can bid out? Um, do you all do the ice, or you mostly just do the roofing? Okay, because we're just looking for different. He's going to build a house, and we've got the um, – I work for electrical contractor. I've got my plumber, who's one of my best friends, my AC, but we still need it, you know, stick-framed and then insulated and – I've got, the cab- I've got the cabinet set. I just didn't know if you did, um, if you ran a job, a custom home job, or someone's already got some of their uh, contractors. But Yeah, typically, again, we do mostly residential re-roofs and residential uh, renovation. Um, we okay. certainly hold the licenses to do it, and we'd be glad to like, take a look at the plans and perhaps okay, uh, you know, look at the roof. Yeah, if you want to... Um, can you, you say want- your phone number? I'm going to write Kel's company phone number now one more time. Yeah, perfect. The company the company office number is 647-3907. great. Cor- yep, yeah, if you just want to give us a call, we can uh set up a time and Jim can help you out with the with those plans or, or any of our guys can help you out. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, thank no you problem. so much for that call. Good luck with that project. All right, awesome. If you want to take his line, again, the number to dial to get in is 340-1045. Uh, again, three four zero one zero four five. But we have uh, Brian in Ponte Vedra Beach. Uh, Brian, you're in the house. How can we help you? Hey, thanks. Thanks for letting me in the house. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a question about um, attic ventilation because I have installed. Okay, now here here's a roof situation. It's a four twelve pitch. Um, the home has an eastern exposure, and I put in some attic exhaust fans in the gabled ends, mm-hmm. and I hope that was a good idea. Well, um, it, it all depends. So in general, it's it's a it's an okay idea, uh, but when it comes to ventilating the attic space, there is a little bit of a uh, formula there. You want to make sure that you have enough intake, and then you have enough exhaust to to properly. Uh, ventilate the attic space. So it's hard to say on air uh, without seeing the actual property or seeing the home. Uh, but one thing I do know is, is if one of our guys come out there, we can just take a look at it and let you know if it is inaccurate. But in general, when you want to ventilate your attic space, so having the power uh, the power vents are usually better than the ones that are just a passive ventilation system. Right. Okay. Um, now they they come on at um, when the attic reaches um, ninety six degrees. I have them thermostatically controlled. They um, they come on, um, and they run for a short time. Um, they don't run all day. Um, and then I can go up in the attic in the summertime and be comfortable doing stuff up there. Yes, typically, like Brandon said, uh, 96 from what I, uh, you know, from my experience is about the right temperature for them to have them thermostatically controlled. So that's about the correct temperature. Uh, I've heard a little higher, a little lower, but uh, it sounds like you've uh, got a pretty good formula there. Uh, are your, are your soffits open where some fresh air is getting in there? Yes. Um, now there were, um, some barriers. They were, um, I don't know what the material was. I forget. I threw it away. 
but um, I took them out so that the the uh, eaves could vent um, properly, and so I get fresh air in there, and you know, and then I blow out the hot air. But what it was, it was something the contractor did to prevent the vents from being clogged up by the insulation. So they put in these barriers, but they never took them out. Was it was it a blowing in uh, blowing in insulation that you got? Yes, it is. But uh, I don't I don't think it unless the material is different. I don't think it's um, even R thirty four, which is I, I guess what's optimum. It's it's right level with the uh, with the ceiling rafters and the ceiling joists. Well, that's uh, that's okay. What they probably had in there were baffles, which uh, are actually designed to allow air in. But if you have, if the insulation is settled down into the rafters like that, as long as air can get in and up into the attic and out your exhaust vents, I mean, it does sound like you've got a pretty good formula. Whether it was actually formulated or not, I guess, is a different question. But if you're, uh, you know, if you're keeping that temperature down in your attic and you're getting good airflow from your soffits, uh, you're going to have uh, great. Um, you know, roof life expectancy as well as an attic that's that's more usable. Yeah, the roof the roof has been degranulating though, because um, I find it in the rain gutters um, quite a bit, and I think the roof has reached its uh, life expectancy at this point. So I'm looking at, and it is a, it has been roofed over. Um, I know it's been roofed over once, but um, I know that that's legal to do. And that's within the code restrictions, but I'm not so sure that it, it was a great idea. I think it should have been a complete tear-off and a, a re-roof with new sheeting and everything because I have some bubbling and some cupping um, on the shingles. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. Hey, uh, I, we have to go to a quick break, but I want you to stay on the line or, or at least uh, listen in because I want to talk to you about uh, roofing over uh, a little bit and just talk about the the pros and cons uh, about that. So we have to go to a quick break. Uh, but if you want to take Brian's line after we get back, the number to dial is 340-1045. We will see you on the other side of this break. Hey, hey, welcome back to In the House Special Edition with Jim and Brandon. Uh, your normal host, Jared, the president of Universal Roofing Contracting, is out uh, taking a break, a day off. Uh, psh, like he can take a day off. Yeah, I know. That's ridiculous. But we're here to help you anyways. Uh, myself, Brandon, I'm the general manager of Universal Roofing Contracting, and Jim Sellers here, uh, the estimating and sales manager of Universal Roofing Contracting. We are here to help you and answer all of your home improvement uh, needs and questions. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Brian uh, in Ponte Vedra, and he had asked some questions about uh, some ventilation, if, if his uh, attic space was ventilated properly. And uh, from what he was talking about, it sounded like it was. Uh, if, if he's able to be out uh, up in the attic uh, during the hottest points of the day, uh, especially over summer, and he, it's somewhat bearable to him, uh, that usually is a good sign that your ventilation is is okay. Uh, but again, it's 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 almost impossible to tell over uh, over the radio here. So uh, seeing it in person is always better. Uh, so Brian, if you want us to come out and take a look at the ventilation and and your roof to see if it is, you can give us a call at six four seven thirty nine zero seven. Any of our guys can come out there, give you a free estimate, or give you a free inspection. Uh, but before he had uh, before he had left, or before we went on break, uh, he had mentioned something about. Uh, Putting a roof over an existing roof, uh, putting the shingles on top of the existing shingles, and and I wanted to just to, just to talk about that just a little bit uh, before we go on to our next callers. Jim, 
Um, you are allowed to do a roof over is what it's commonly called, a roof over. It's not illegal. It's not against code. However, it's not the best idea either, as I believe Brian's kind of finding out. Uh, typically, your roof's going to wear a little bit quicker because that ventilation is, uh, you know, is, is reduced and your, I mean, the, the ventilation that's getting to the actual surface shingle. And so you're going to get an overheated shingle and you're going to start to degranulate a little bit more quickly. But also, the thing that I really don't like about it is tearing off a roof is not the expensive part of roofing. Mm-hmm. It's the shingles and the application um, and the underlayment and those type of things. And so it's just really not a good idea because you're covering up existing problems. If you have rotten wood, if you have a previous leak or nail pops, any of those things are going to show much more quickly when you do a roof over. So I, it's we don't do them. We, we will not do them, actually. And it's just not a good idea in general to do that. It, I know people want to save money when they're doing their roof, but in my opinion, it's worth a little bit extra to go ahead and do it right the first time. I think we probably all learned that when we were uh, kids to do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know it sounds like he stepped into that house with the roof over on it, and they will last. And it is not uh, you know it's not the end of the world if you if you own a house like that. But uh, you definitely want to weigh the options and count the cost. And I believe the negatives kind of outweigh the positives when it comes to doing a roof over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm in total agreement. Okay, so we also have uh, Stephanie on the phone. She's over in the beaches. Uh, Stephanie, you're in the house. Good morning. I'm having a hard time finding a kind of handyman that I need. Unfortunately, I'm unable to afford, uh, afford a lot of the contractor prices. I have more projects than I can possibly get done, and most contractors who are good are busy. And uh, the price is very so much. Reviews can be faked. I've had a lot of bad experiences where things are incomplete. They do things that they say they can do, and then they turn out they can't. Uh, how do I find a handyman that can do a lot of different things for long term at a price I can afford? Yeah, that is that is almost a reoccurring issue you find uh everywhere uh we see this every day where where homeowners are going through this issue um one thing about uh contractors uh what i want you to do if you can if you can email us uh, questions at universalroofjacks.com i have some third-party documentation that i want to send to you it's from certified contractors network or ccn and it actually gives you some valuable insights on things that you need to be looking for when hiring a contractor or a handyman of some sort. And it gives you some some good questions to ask, some good things to look up. So that way you can weed out the, the bad guys. But I want to touch more about this. I have to go to break. That's what that music means. Uh, so when we get back, I'll, I'll explain a little further what I'm talking about. Uh, so thanks so much, Stephanie. We'll, we'll uh, continue this conversation after the break. That's right. This is In the House with normally Ken and Jared. Uh, this is a special edition with the Jim and Brandon show. My name is Brandon. I have here beside me Jim. He is our sales and estimating manager, and I am the general manager of Universal Roofing Contracting, uh, the business that we are part of during the week uh, to help you with your roofing, siding, and window needs. Uh, now, before we went to break there, we were talking to Stephanie a little bit, and she's having a hard time uh, finding a, 
uh, a handyman. I think she might be the only one in the universe that's having that same problem. <laughs> uh, but I, I just uh, had asked her to email me so I can send her over some third-party documentation from Certified Contractors Network. Uh, the information I'll be sending over to her is, uh, gives some good insight, some good valuable things to look at when hiring a contractor. And if, and if you... Uh, you listeners want this as well. If you go into our website, uh, universalroofjacks.com, uh, uh, there is a section there that there is a copy of those documents that you can um, that you can have for yourself. Uh, and then Jim wanted to talk a little bit uh, about the handyman topic too before we move on here. Yes, finding a good handyman is difficult because when you have a lot of little projects, uh, it's really difficult for a general contractor to do those things because typically they may be hiring out, you know, an electrician or a drywall sub or those kind of things. And so I think the most important thing that you can do to find a good handyman is, uh, you know, ask people if you get word of mouth. So if you attend a church or some sort of club or, or a group, that's a great way to find a handyman and to get actual references. And the other thing that people make a mistake is handymen, they want the work, they need the work, so they'll often say they can do things that they may not be the best at. So I think what you need to do up front is ask them the things that they are, what are their our greatest strengths. So for instance, if I were a handyman, I used to do windows and doors, and I'm, I'm an expert at installing windows and doors, and I can do that great. Now, I can do drywall, and I can lay tile, but you wouldn't want my tile job throughout your living room. You may be okay with it in your laundry room or something like that. So those are the best things to do is find out what they can do up front before they start telling you what you can do. So then when you ask them questions in a few months or in a, in a, after they've done a couple small projects for you, say, oh, well, what about this? And they say, I can do that. And you then you have to you can go back to them and say, oh, that was number 10 on your list. I'm not sure you can do that. So you kind of need to, to vet them up front as well as, of course, word of mouth. So you do it that way and ask your friends, ask your neighbors, um, members of organizations that you're a part of, and get a few people and then find out what they're good at before they start even the first project or even give you a bid, really. Yep, absolutely. Now, if you want to take the line and you want to jump on, the number to dial is 340-1045. Again, that number is 340-1045. Any of your home improvement questions, roofing, siding, windows, uh, anything that you have questions about, uh, we will be able to hopefully assist you uh, in those questions. Uh, but we have a few things on our talk agenda that we want to get to. Uh, we're running a, a special for March uh, it's called the Spring Siding Special. Uh, you can save 20% off on any James Hardy Color Plus siding upgrades. Uh, so when, when you talk about James Hardy siding, there's usually, or there is two variations. There's a primed Hardy and then there's a, a Color Plus Hardy. Now the Color Plus is something that's already pre-painted uh, in the actual manu uh, manufacturing plant. So that way uh, you really don't have to paint the siding. You might have to do a little bit of touch-ups where you uh, nail some things in and do some caulking. Uh, but even the caulking comes colored. Uh, so uh, if you want to, if you are thinking about doing a, a spring siding project and you are looking for an estimate, uh, we do have a 20% off uh, special for that. Uh, also, if you are wondering how you can afford these construction investments, we also have a great financing program, uh, 12 months, 0% interest, zero payments. Uh, and we also have a low interest uh, as well financing. Uh, so if you uh, are looking for any type of uh, roofing, siding, or window needs, and you're looking for an estimate, you can give us a call at our office, 647-3907, and we'll be glad to, uh, to give you that. 
Okay, so we uh, we'll jump right back to the phones. We have John in Atlantic Beach. John, you're in the house. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, a little foggy this morning, but otherwise very well. Very good. And, and my uh, question is, uh, foggy, that's the weather. The uh, <laughs> My question has to do with uh, roofing, which is appropriate since that's who seems to be on the air today. Uh, I'm looking to replace my existing uh, shingle roof. It's mm-hmm. a architectural shingle roof coming up on 20 years of age. And But I'd like to put, if I can afford it, the highest quality metal roof mm-hmm. uh, that I can find. <clears throat> and w- the second part of the question is, would you recommend metal roofing for a location within, say, two blocks of the ocean? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Uh, actually, when you drive uh, by the ocean up in Jacksonville or Atlantic Beach or any of the beach areas, you will see a lot of metal roofs. Uh, so I think that the metal roofs over there are fine as long as you're putting on uh, a correct one. So, for instance, the metal roofs that we usually use, uh, they actually have a, uh, a saltwater warranty on them. Uh, so that way it actually protects you uh, in those areas. Now, when it comes to metal roofs, we love metal roofs. We are, we are all about metal roofs as long as you uh, use the right ones. And what I mean by the right ones is there there's a metal roofing system that has exposed fasteners, and then there's a metal roofing system that has hidden fasteners, and, and that's called a standing seam metal roof. Now, the ones that have the exposed fasteners, it's... Literally, the screws are exposed to the environment. Now, the screws, they have a rubber washer on them, and the roofing system is counting on this rubber washer to not fail. Uh, and especially by the beach in Florida, those will fail. So we don't recommend the ones that have exposed fasteners. We recommend the ones that are a standing seam, hidden fastener, metal roofing system. So metal roofing systems are great. Uh, we we would recommend them all the time if we could. Uh, but like you are saying, they are a little bit more costly, but it's worth it because it usually is the last roof you'll ever put on. Okay, so a standing seam I'm familiar with. I've seen several that are obviously not that. You can you can see the heads of the of the nails. It looks mm-hmm. like they have a neoprene washer uh, yep. beneath the head of the nail, and they almost look like a little, just a slightly higher grade of corrugated metal, not that substantial. The standing seam I, I have seen, it, it basically looks like small fences uh, all the way across the uh, roof line, and I think that must be what you're referring to. Um, how about gauge and weight of the, of the metal? Um, do they vary? They do. Your typical residential uh, roof will be in that... Uh... Uh, 28 to 26 gauge when you go to commercial you could be at at commercial grade quality could be more like a 24 gauge so uh, when you're looking at standing seam um, you know on the on the coast of course it seems like the heavier gauge would be better although now a metal roof is is installed over a roof deck with a high temperature underlayment as well so you're actually going to have a couple of uh, of barriers for for water resistance and waterproofing and so, yeah, those are the standard gauges for metal roofs or standing Okay, seam. and when you see one, a metal roof that's, that has a color applied, is that powder-coated or how's that done? It is. Uh, it is. Well, there are powder-coated options, but those, again, uh, would really increase the price. But there, it's a factory baked-on finish, so uh, it is 
it's like a paint, but it's more like an automotive high-end grade paint. So you're going to get many, many years of life out of that. And it's, of course, pre-colored. You have many options uh, when it comes to those metal roofs. Okay, and can these um, panels be cut around roof vents? Yes, they have flashing systems for metal roofs, just like just like any other roof system. I see. And do you recommend um, guttering? Because you're going to get uh, the the water's going to come down at a faster rate than with a uh, traditional shingle roof, isn't it? Yes, I would gutter. I uh, I have a little bit of a different opinion on gutters than some people. Some people put gutters everywhere. I think you put gutters where you need to direct water. So anywhere there's a door or if you have a, a ponding water situation on the ground and you want to divert the water away from there, or if you just have a very high volume of water, uh, you know, depending on slopes and those kind of things, if, if you do have big slopes and it's very steep, you might need to go with a 7-inch gutter to to uh, allow that that much water flow. But usually a standard six-inch seamless gutter would be good uh, for us for a typical Florida roof with metal. Okay. And then the last question is the uh, considering the the cost will be more. Could I expect a longer life from a, a metal roof? High yes, a metal, a metal roof should be the last roof you ever put on. Oh, uh, well, I'm at the point where I'd, any roof would probably be that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you sound you sound mighty strong, sir. You know, I wouldn't worry too much about that. But yes, I mean, yes, you you will definitely get longer life. Even the metal roofs that Brandon was talking about earlier with the exposed fasteners, the roof will still last forever. Just the fasteners and those neoprene washers will fail, and you'll you'll have to either replace them, or, or you know, or change the roof at that point. Okay, great. That's all very good information. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's going to help me make my decision. So thank yeah, absolutely. You. And if you want to, if you want an estimate from us, we'll be glad to come out and, and take a look at it and give you a free estimate. Uh, if you want to call our office at six four seven thirty nine zero seven, we'll be glad to come out there and help you out. Okay, got it. All right, okay. thank you so much, thank John. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Yep, absolutely. All right, great. Uh, that was a, a fantastic call about uh, metal roofing systems. So if you are thinking about that, metal roofs in general are great. Uh, we absolutely love metal roofing systems as long as they're done correctly. Uh, so you want to make sure when you are uh, looking at a metal roofing system, if you are getting estimates for that, uh, a topic that we were talking about earlier is you don't necessarily want to roof it over your existing roof. Uh, a lot of times uh, contractors or roofers out there will uh, give you a quote to put that metal roof right over the existing shingles that you have. Uh, us as a company, we wouldn't recommend that. Uh, we don't do that. We take it all the way down to the original roof deck uh, because if there's any issues or any wood problems, we can address it at that time. Uh, if you have a if you have an underlying issue there, you don't want to put something over it. You don't want to spend all this money on this on a, a metal roofing system uh, just to have to tear it all off and fix the wood that's underneath it. So I would always recommend taking off your existing roof all the way down to the original roof deck and start fresh from there. So you can put a new underlayment system and then the actual uh, uh, metal roof itself. Okay, we have uh, Sam. Sam, you're in the house. Yes, I have a, a rear deck that I uh, put flagstone on. It's it's a cement deck, and uh, it, it it seems like moisture comes up through the cement. And evidently, when I, the guy put it on for me, we didn't seal it properly. Uh, it's it's flat flagstone, uh, and then it's grounded in between. Uh, what can, what can I put on that flagstone to stop the moisture coming in? 
so if it's seeping up from underneath, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, there are several uh, products that you can put on, but if the water's coming in from underneath, there is going to be... Uh, there's really no, there's really no water coming up. It's just moisture. It, the, it's a raised deck. It's about three feet off the ground because my house slab is three feet high. Okay, was there a? Do you know if there was a vapor barrier put out, put down like uh, yep. the plastic vapor barrier, and there was? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. When he pulled it, when he, when he pulled his slab, yeah, my slab's about three feet off the ground. Okay, there. Uh, I mean, there are, again, there are some. Uh, you know, there's uh, Thompson. You know, as far as over-the-counter products, Thompson Water Seal is going to make things that are that are good for stone and for concrete. Uh, those mortar joints. Um, you know, they're probably you're probably going to have some sort of issue, either uh, co- uh, condensation or or something. But at least you can you can get it under control a little bit with something simple, even like a Thompson's water barrier. Now we have we use a product that's made from Hydrostop that is. That's uh, great for that type of application, but you pr- you can't get that over the counter. So that's something that uh, that you could consider having us take a look at if you wanted. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Hydrostop. Hydrostop, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you just put one. Yeah, one. You do a little bit of stuff. You just mop comb with a with a brush or. Yeah, usually, well, there's, it depends on the, the actual product that you get, but there's going to be manufacturer's instructions, so they may rec- recommend a brush or a roller, depending on which one you get. Uh, the yeah. clear guard over, like, a wood deck, I know typically is either brushed or or even sprayed, but on the concrete, I haven't personally done one of those, so I can't uh, can't say for sure, but uh, just, you know, closely follow the manufacturer's instructions when it comes okay. to that. Thank, thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that. Bye. Thank you, Sam. If you want to take his line, the number to dial is 340-1045. Again, that number to dial is 340-1045. If you want to email us a question because you're a little shy, you don't want to be on air, you can email us at questions at universalroofjacks.com. And that music means we got to go to a break, and we're coming into our last segment. So hurry up if you want to get in. 340-1045. We'll see you after this break. Hey, hey, welcome back to In the House Special Edition with Jim and Brandon. If you have any uh, home improvement questions, a leaky faucet, a, a siding question, a roofing question, a window question, uh, your line is open for you, 340-1045, if you want to call in. And if you are a little bit shy, you don't want to call in, you can email us at questions at universalroofjax.com. That's questions at universalroofjax.com. Uh, so to kind of end off the show, Jim and I wanted to talk about uh, a couple of uh, tidbits or a couple advice things as the summer and as some rains and as some things are coming along. Yeah, you know, as a, it's officially spring, but here in Florida we switch from uh, winter to summer almost directly. So although we have a little bit of a dry season here until the, you know, until the rain really starts hitting, it's still a good idea to start thinking about some things that we need to do. So of course, you know, we're roofing and siding company with, along with some windows, and there are some changes in some window. Uh, requirements in the southeast as of recent so you know in order to have uh, they've increased the requirements for energy star windows in the southeast uh, here in the last really just in the last couple of months so if that's something that you're interested in doing it's to try to improve your home's efficiency and uh, not to lose so much of that very expensive air conditioning that we are always paying for to to make our our summers tolerable Uh, windows are something that you can consider as well and then, of course, it's always a good idea to have us uh, come take a look at your roof 
you know, just to make sure that uh, that things are going to be ready for when those uh, two-inch downpours, two-inch in 15, 20 minutes, uh, <laughs> hit the hit your roof pretty hard. So just, uh, just to let you know that we uh, can come out and we'll do free roof inspections uh, just to get you ready, make sure you're all set. And uh, we're not going to, if you don't need a roof, we're not going to try to sell you one. Um, if you need some minor repairs, we can point those types of things out to you as well. So don't be, uh, don't, don't worry that we're going to come out and, and try to sell you something if you just want us to, if you just want to know what the condition of your roof is for the upcoming summer uh, we're glad to help in any way that we can yeah absolutely and, and again we are also doing uh, a great siding promotion this month where we have a uh, 20 percent off of off of any james hardy color plus siding upgrades and uh, another thing about our, our siding jobs that we do is we actually have two uh, in-house designers that anytime we go out to a home we'll take pictures of their home and then we actually put a design together on a on a CAD program that we have, and you actually get to see what your home will look like before we even do any type of construction type project type stuff. You get to literally see a design of your home uh, before. So if you're thinking about uh, doing a siding job or you're just kind of curious what your house might look like uh, looking differently on the exterior, uh, that is something that we that we will do. Uh, so if you want uh, any information on that, you can email us at questions at universalroofjacks.com or you can give us a call directly at our office at 647-3907. And like Jim was saying, all of our estimates are free. We will come out and we will give you an honest assessment of your roof, siding, or windows and let you know what's going on. So again, number to dial 647-3907 is our office number. Now we have about uh, about a minute left in the show, so if you want to quickly get on air, the number to dial for the air is 340-1045. Again, 340-1045 if you want to get in a last-minute question, literally the last minute of the show. Uh, I can't believe how fast this show goes. We have so much fun doing this uh, and talking to you listeners, so thank you so much for for all the calls. Um, Now if you think of a question by the time we get off air, again, Email us at questions at universalroofjacks.com. All right, this is the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you uh, next Saturday the same time from 9 to 10. Good luck with all your home improvement projects, and if you have any questions, make sure you give us a call on Saturdays. All right, thank you so much. God bless. Have a great day. Thank you. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.